Hello and welcome to The Nightcap, um, our catch-up series. Every single week, Paul and I just getting in here, having a coffee upstairs at Salt in Stratford-upon-Avon. Um, yeah, still bloody cold. Can't break this cold snap, can we? I know, we had a little warm spell where it was above zero and now mm. it's just I'm waking up to a frozen car again. I know, it's frustrating. It does look beautiful out there, though, doesn't it? Oh, it's lovely because it's, it's so blue nice. and clear. It's nice. Yeah. Exactly that. We've got so much to cover on today's podcast. Um, don't even know where to start. We've got some listener questions coming up. Got Paul's weekend away down in London where he went to Fallow, which we'll talk about. But I think we've got to start with um, Gary Usher's burger because this t- this became one of the biggest news stories in the chefing industry yeah. in the, like this week, and maybe the most famous burger in the country so, at the moment. Yeah, and definitely. I I can't understand why. Yeah, I don't know what your opinion is. We've not spoke about it, but. Well, it get things that, especially when when Lab Bible get hold of a story, yeah. it does blow things out into a new sort of like stratosphere, doesn't it? And it um, brings that news to people that wouldn't otherwise have seen yes. it. But if you haven't, basically the White Horse, one of Gary Usher's places, which is in Churton up in Cheshire, uh, on the menu, he's got a £19.95 burger. Yeah. That's the end of the story. Now, believe it or not, that yeah. was big enough to be a huge story this week with the angle of, oh my God, can you believe he's charging nearly 20 quid yeah, for a burg? which is where my, uh, uh, <laughs> where I'm struggling is because it's just not expensive. Like, like <laughs> it's not cheap, but it's no, not no. expensive. Yeah. Um, and we are way past that price point for that to be big news. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you, know, you look a couple of years ago, we spoke about it on a pod with Nuzret at Salt Bay. Mm-hmm. His burger's like 30 quid. Yeah. Or 100 quid wrapped in gold. <laughs> And squeezed all the juice out and it's greasy and horrible. Or, you know, like Tom Kerridge charges about 20 quid for a burger and you don't get chips with that. Uh It's at the coach. I've had it. It's fucking incredible. And it's well worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of restaurants that are already at that price point and beyond. Yeah, yeah. So why people... I don't know whether it's... Yeah, do you think it was location? different... Maybe location... And there was a lot of like... There was a lot of comparisons to other burgers in the area. Which yeah. Is why it, why it there, there was one person who went for Gary that was like, he said something like, you should price yourself like the other places in the area, which, he, I mean, the guy's just fucking ignorant. <laughs> and he's got no understanding of business. Because if you have to price yourself as everyone else, you have to like do match your quality with everyone yeah, else, course, don't yeah. you? And, you know, knowing it's Gary... They're, they're going to be better than your run-of-the-mill places. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if it, it's going to be better. It's got Comte cheese on it. It's not like just a slice of American cheese. That's true. Good uh, aged beef. Yeah, what it, said, this, what it said on the menu was dry-aged beef burger, Comte cheese, mustard, relish, pickle, and skinny fries. Comes with chips. Yeah. I mean, like you said, he did a little bit of a reaction video. And, he did. And it was he did well, and it was sweet. but And it was authentic, I think. But it was also that thing of, this is great. This is great publicity. This yeah. is brilliant. And, and For all those who are genuinely pissed off, like yeah. you are feeding into, you're literally feeding into his hands. Exactly. There. This is amazing. He's, he's just, he, he, he's savvy, Gary. Yeah. And oh yeah, he's, he's the king used, of the crowd thunder, isn't he? Exactly. He's using those trolls to... <laughs> and they don't even know it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> of that fucking ignorant. Like he's yeah. using them to, and fair play to him. Yeah, it's genius. If they're going to be like that and come at him, fair play to him. Yeah, in, in that reaction video, he was just like, he brought up the analogy we did that, you know, the Ricky Gervais yeah. guitar lessons. It is exactly that. It's it spot on. It is. You and don't have also, to go. You don't have to have it. And I think he probably spoke for a lot of the industry where he was just like, look, without bragging, we are experts in what we do here. So I am confidently pricing it at this much. 
So, yeah. and that like, maybe that seems obvious when you're in the industry, but for those who haven't thought about it out, and I reckon there could have been loads of people that went, their gut, their chimp reaction was 20 quid for a burger. But then when you break it down, think about it, you go, oh yeah, no, it makes perfect sense, yeah. Yeah, because they don't understand that a McDonald's burger and a Five Guys burger, mm-hmm. or you know, a really good quality burger or a chain pub burger, they're all completely different burgers. Yes, a burger's yeah. not a burger. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. it's not like one universal thing. No, exactly. And it's frustrating. The things that the people, they, they throw against him as well. Somebody had a go about him saying, oh, he crowdfunded the restaurant. Now he wants us to pay 20, 20 quid for a burger. <laughs> so crowdfunding isn't begging. He didn't give money. It was a transaction between customers and the business. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there was no begging. There was no giving him anything. And it's also the language there of, and now he wants us to, no, yeah, no. You, have to you have to take your little ass all the way there, <laughs> yeah. sit, book a table, sit there and order it in yeah. order to, like, he is literally. Even if you get there, you don't have to choose no, it. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, I did love also on the menu that it said 1995 burger, which is what everyone was fixated on. Which doesn't stand out on the menu when underneath is a sixty-five pound ribeye. Yeah. It just again just makes it. It's just like, why are we picking on this one burger anyway? Yeah. Like in amongst all these other things. It's ah, just... just people. The levels of the ignorance around it is so frustrating. And there's somebody made a good point about it. It's like you know, small independents and people like that. They're always they're so easy to attack. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. why we deal with so many rancid twat customers. Mm. Like, and so it's true. the same with him. Like somebody said, um, "Oh, nobody's kicking off at Audi because their next car is seventy grand." Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, that's or so Jag true. or anything. Great point. And the, the people tend to understand that marketplace, but you can't reach Audi. You can't yeah. get in touch or tweet yeah. the guy who runs Audi and have a pop. No one him. could name them, no. could they really? Whereas no, Gary it's just this like, brand. Oh, yeah. Gary Usher is yeah. Elite Bistros. Yeah, that's so you true. Know? And the same with here, when pe- people kick off more here than they do, say, voucher issues at Next, they kick off here because they can get in touch with me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I know, we've spoken about it on the podcast before about like price points and stuff, and you... The, the industry, especially at this level, generally has like a rule of thumb, doesn't it? Mm. Um, do you, do, have you ever, not regretted it, but have you ever changed it? You've got, I've got that wrong. I want to bring it down. Have you ever got no. that wrong? Never? No, no, no. I, I don't think we ever have. I think mm. we've always undercharged. Okay. Generally, um, if you look across, I always do research similar business models. I wouldn't pitch us against, say, um, you know, Michael Caine's place, because, you know, one star and one star. Mm-hmm. We're completely different business models. Yeah, different part so of the different world. different food, different part of the world. So I'll always look at very similar mid- business models, what we're charging, where they're at, where we're at. And we generally always fall near the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when we opened, we were still people thought we were more expensive than the likes of the local restaurants in Stratford but on yeah. paper we actually weren't no sure because we in had terms of value for money the value for money and like you know bread and olives and nuts and things at the start people yeah. take for granted were included wherever of a restaurant you've got to buy all of those very few if any tasting menus menus in Stratford when you opened yeah as well like exactly there's a there's a lot of things like that and I knew like from day one we were better than any other restaurant in Stratford we mm-hmm. had to prove it but I knew we were yeah Sure. So you know you just got to be strong with it, and then we had when we opened for a few months we had like a I think it was three course twenty pound lunch menu one, mm. and we were we were struggling for lunch covers and the natural reaction would to be like oh, we need to do an offer yeah I just got rid of that and made it more expensive really yeah and it worked because sometimes you've got to market aggressively because so well if we filled the restaurant with that we were we had ten ten tables at the time 
um, lunchtime, so we were doing a lot of twos. You know, what? what's 10 times 40 is what, 400 quid. Yeah. So we filled the, re- even if I filled the restaurant with that, we couldn't turn multiple covers. Yeah. So if we, if we do that, the lunch menu has to be the draw to get people in mm-hmm. to go, no, I want tasting instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if everyone's coming in and having that, if I make it cheaper, we're literally losing money. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And we're only open like those and four lunches per Sunday. And you're full as well. So it's yeah. a stress for everyone. So I was like, well, let's, and then, you know, the food, that we were doing was cheaper cuts and things like that, which is a great thing to use, but it was just becoming more and more challenging. So I was like, well, let's do a la carte. So we did a three, three, three lunch and a three, three, three dinner, exactly the same, mm-hmm. um, but the price point was different. And I had guests say to me, so I think, let's say for arguments, I think it was 37 for three courses at lunch, yeah. and then it was 45 for three courses at dinner. Yeah, right? yeah, and guests said to me, why is it more expensive at dinner? I said it's not wow. it's cheaper at lunch yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. it's that's the price but it's cheaper at lunch. and they're like oh right okay yeah, you're yeah. not paying more for dinner you're paying less for lunch yeah that's you've just got to look at it a different way yeah, yeah nice. really and then it got to the point where it was just a la carte was that and you, you build it up so mm-hmm. you know yeah you take a risk and you know other restaurants were doing 10 pound lunch in Stratford. Oh, I know. You still see the blackboards out now, like for you know, pre theater things. And yeah, and some really of them, cheap. they're bigger, it, it works, they can do volume. Yeah, you yeah. can't drive, drive volume. Some the restaurant that used to be next door, they used to do a, a 10 pound lunch with a bottle of Beck's, mm. um, and it was one plate of food. Wow. And you know, you know, it'd be tasty in that way, and it was great cork. Mm. But like, I, I didn't understand how a similar sized restaurant you could make money yeah. doing that. So yeah. I was like, well, we want to be better, so we've got to market ourselves as. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you great value. Yeah. And it worked, fortunately. Yeah. Fair yeah. Point, well, I mean, uh, fair play to Gary. We've not, I don't know whether you've spoken to him about it. No, I haven't spoken to him in a while, yeah. actually. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I could, there was this little, when I was watching his, re- his reaction, because even though, I mean, it's clickbait for Lab Bible, isn't it? Like, oh my God, 20 pound burger. Yeah. But when you actually click on the article, then they've got his, his reaction video on that article. Yeah. And even that little look in his eye of, I'm really so- sorry, not sorry. Like, this is great. This, <laughs> yeah. this, this is and I did love how he's like, it's not going to get cheaper. It will get more expensive. <laughs> yeah. So go on, Gary. Fucking go on. <laughs> just just twist the knife. On yeah. It's so fucking yeah. And, yeah. And I think perhaps like Lad Bible getting hold of it, they reach a much wider audience. Yeah. An audience they're yeah. never going to go. Yeah. They just eat shit five guys. Five guys is fucking overpriced. If is people want to moan, I think so. It's just McDonald's, but it's more expensive for yeah. me. The burgers are shite. <laughs> um, and, but they, they, these people are happy to go there because it's five guys. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, what about the whole relative, relative to its price? Is it shit? Do you know what I mean? So, like, would you say like a McDonald's burger is shit? A McDonald's yeah, burger is McDonald's shit is relative to its price. Yeah. Do you think, a five do you guys think that, that 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 is well priced for what you get. I think so. I, th- I think so. Yeah. You yeah. you can't do it much cheaper. So your expectation has to be low. Yes. It yeah, doesn't it? That's true. You can't be like, oh, that was absolute dog shit. I'm gutted. Yeah. You paid two, you can't go, three I had, quid. I had Gary Usher's burger. It was bloody way better than this. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But look, yeah. yeah, it's relative to what you pay for it. And, but that's why I don't like Five Guys. It's a lot more expensive, yeah. but I don't personally think the quality is any better than McDonald's. Yeah. Like the fries are better, yeah. but the burgers, I don't think they're any better at all. Personally. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and that, that's just part of society. And maybe, we, you know, um, it's relative to how much it, we could genuinely go and have Gary's burger tomorrow and go, yeah, I'd pay 30 quid for that. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sort of ironic compared to this article, but... It is all just relative to. It is because I'd if I went to a restaurant and you know somewhere nice and the burger was thirty quid, I'd be expecting a really good burger. Of course. If it's twenty quid, I'd expect yeah. a decent burger. 
and I'd be happy to pay that. It wouldn't have to be the best, 20 quid wouldn't have to be the best burger I've had in my life. Mm. I've paid lots more for a burger in other places. Yeah, exactly. The only last thing on this is, uh, I don't know whether I mean this in a negative way or not, but sometimes when I go to a really nice restaurant and I've already like, you know, I'm excited to have checked out the menu and, and all those sorts of things. Mm. And automatically you sort of know roughly how much it's going to be. I all, living up to expectation is hard enough. Yeah. But in some cases I'm going, for example, I've, pro I've probably never had a burger that's 20 quid. Mm -hmm. So going there, I could say, before I've tasted this, I'm expecting this to be the best burger I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite a hard thing to live up to. It is because expectations are so relative mm. as well. That's why in the restaurant industry you can't match everyone's yeah. because they are. Your expectations are different to mine because we've got different exactly. points of view. Generally, very similar, yeah. but everybody in the world has got different nice. expectations. And, and there'll, there'll be people coming in to match. To here this week that will feel like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. This, this will, this, should be the best meal I've ever had because yeah. I've never spent this much money on And then meal. some people that have spent loads yeah. more be like, oh, this would be nice. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> this would be the nicest meal I've had this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's relative. Yeah. And it goes back to as well that the cost of living thing, there's a lot of people, a lot of people that were tweeting Gary, they're the kind of people that think it only affects them. Mm. So yeah, they're like, yeah, restaurants should be cheaper for me. For me, yeah. Because I don't realize everybody's in that position, yeah, restaurants exactly. especially. Yeah. But like, no, this is cost of living, you can't charge that. It's, like, it's cost of living, so I have to yeah. charge that. It'd be different if, if you were, a, if this was a bill and you were forced to eat my food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that, then yeah, you could complain, but you, again, you'd have to choose to come here. <laughs> it's like going to, paying to go into an art gallery and going, well, this is too expensive for the, for the art that's in here. It's like, you've paid to come. Yeah. Don't look at it. What are you doing? Like, yeah. it's just. Yeah, it's such annoying. A... They're the type of people that are hashtag Cozzy Lives. Yeah. And that. Oh, <laughs> Go around the surface of this, couldn't we? Yes. Um, tell me about Fire, mate. Tell me about London. Oh, it was nice. So I went, yeah, when it was um, Christmas present for Maria, I bought yeah. Dirty Dancing. Lovely. Um, I, One I, of your I mean, favourites? For me as well, because I fucking love it. You know, it was from 1987, so it was always on in the house. Mum always it? had it on, so I love it. Yeah. It's nostalgic. It's a great com coming-of-age movie, great soundtrack. Mm. I'm not afraid to say I love it. Um, Good for you. Yeah, so <laughs> there, and I was like, this is ace. I went, in the interval, I went to the bar um, just to get some beers. And I just said, Foster! Look around, there's a big bloke coming at me, a big tall bloke. It's Tom Brown. No, He's in there, yeah. seriously. He comes up, gives me a big bear hug. That's hilarious. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh yeah, my mum's down, so I thought I'd bring her to this. I was like, fuck off, you love it. I was like, I love it. <laughs> just say you love it. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, 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 I'll do it, it's class, isn't it? <laughs> And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I bought Marie, but I want to see it as much yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway. That's so, so sweet. Yeah, what, are so, what are the chances? I know. Like, I mean, now we do what, like eight, nine shows a week, and yeah. there's hundreds in there. Exactly. And he was only like, we were sat both in the stalls. Yeah. Like I sat back down, I looked round, and he was just He's... up in the corner. Because he said, I thought I, it was you I'd seen. That's so funny. I know, it's mad, isn't it? That's mental. Do you chat with him after? A little bit. He was with like his um, family, so like his mum and. Um, uh, some other people yeah. and that I didn't really see so yeah just oh, said that that is so cool I yeah. love that you bumped into I know totally random. random yeah that's great <laughs> and then uh, yeah then we went to Fallow I've been twice before mm. and like the food it's proper tasty food chef food foodie food yeah, yeah. Um, massive cover restaurant and I'm I've always so impressed like they have a lot of chefs but still that doesn't always make it foolproof yeah but they do massive covers and the standard is always really good uh huh 
and you know you can just see what's because I've sat on the chef's bench a couple of times and you can just see what's coming out in the stand and how organised they are mm. um, and it, it's just bloody good I love it there it's one of my favourite places to go in London at the moment oh, nice. so I thought we'd go there because I've been twice and really like the sound of it so, so I would go there for dinner yeah um, yeah, sat at the chef's bench and then randomly we were sat at the bar first and I felt a tap on my shoulder and it was Tom and- Brown again. Mate! <laughs> 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 yeah, it would have been funny, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. But he was actually in there two days before because I no, told him I was going. But I've been with Tom Brown before randomly yeah, yeah. last last year. Um, it was guys from, you know, Craft in Birmingham and about eight. Oh, yeah. It nice. was um, the chef and the owner from there, Andrew and Sam. So bloody hell. And then they were sat like right next to us on the chef no bench. Way. And this is like they'll do right on a busy Saturday they'll do 600 covers of wow. fallow that is insane yeah it's a big buzzy re- like. big buzzing restaurant how many people do you reckon are working in the kitchen for that there's 35 or 37 chefs I think so there's a the kitchen up top and then there's a kitchen downstairs which last time last time I went it was a big big chef thing so it was me Gareth Ward Tony Parkin yeah. Tom Brown some of Gareth's lads there's about 10 of us on this table we all went yeah. down to the kitchen and mm-hmm. Like it's a mad, mad setup. They're super organised. Yeah, but yeah, they're, they're famous for. For anyone who doesn't know about, it, like they're a big cod, cod's head. It's a very sustainable restaurant. That's its core. Um, like the walls and the resin is all their oyster shells from all the pop ups that are sort of in the resin of the walls and things like that. So nice story. That's really cool. But yeah, do this cod's head, charcoal cod's head on a plate with a sriracha butter sauce. And it's just no fucking about, yeah. no fancying it up. It's just beautifully cooked and wow. beautifully tasty. I uh, didn't have that this time. So they started, like heads are becoming a bit of a thing for them. Yeah. So they did, um, they do a pig's head now, but it wasn't on the menu, but Jack, How one, does that come one of the chefs. Because surely, I mean, it can't be a whole pig's head. Surely. It's half a pig's head cut oh, right. straight down the middle. So put on the plate, it's just like, just, it's there, it's teeth and all. It's really raw. Wow. I love it. Yeah, that's uh, so cool. But yeah, Jack's had a couple left. And he said, "Oh, do you want one?" And I was like, "Yeah, why not?" I'd ordered loads of food anyway. <laughs> but like, they brine it for a couple of days, and then they um, rinse it, and I think they dry it in the fridge for a couple of days, uncovered, almost like you would for like a peking duck type thing, mm-hmm. and then slow fry it and ladle the fry so you get crispy oh. fat. It's quite a small pig's head, a fairly young pig, not yeah. suckling, but yeah, yeah. young, and it's just juicy and delicious. Wow. It comes with a big steak knife stuck in its head. <laughs> On a plate. It's it looks like that's how it's been killed. Yeah, teeth, <laughs> teeth in it, everything is amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, and we, and we had, what did we have here? The corn ribs, famous for as well. Corn ribs are yeah, I spotted them on the menu when I was looking. Yes, yeah. yeah. They look good. What else do we have? Like venison tartar, oysters. The, oh, they, they make their own sausages and sausages, beautiful texture. Yeah. Um, mussels and the mussels. I messaged you and Hayley, yeah, didn't I? Like, yeah, I got the photo. Oh, that was one of the best things I had. Really? Just because it, it's that like chef food, just flavour and unctuous. Yeah. What was um, it in? What sort of like? So it was like smoked bacon sauce, oh, okay. which is a lovely sauce, nice mussels, but there's a bit of char grilled sourdough at the bottom, but I didn't know that was in there oh. and I'd never had them there before. And it, it was like sodden and soppy oh. with all this sauce and it was like, oh, fuck, that's... <laughs> That bread that is, is just incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, it was just nice. Because well, it's our anniversary next week, and mm. we text you being like, oh, we're going down to London, and you said go to Pat's, so we've booked it already. Yeah, so, so you're going Friday. Yeah, yeah, literally, well, when people are listening, I'll be going tomorrow. Oh, yes. Buzzing, absolutely buzzing. Uh, you two will love it. And your yeah. chef's bench as well, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite small. I think it only sits at eight. Oh, 
but Chef's Counter, it's good. It's got a good atmosphere in there. Yeah, and then the Chelsea right. Tart for dessert. I've had that every time I've been Ooh, there. Oh, okay. It's make, fucking good. I'll make sure I've saved room for dessert. I'm, a, I'm so guilty for eating way too much and then being like, oh, I can't. Well, the best thing I'm to do with that food, because you, you, and what I like about their concept is they've got small plates. They've got starters in mains. And it, mm-hmm. if you're a novice, it's quite, it doesn't make sense, but yeah. Yeah, obviously you you'll get What's it the... the best thing to do is just share stuff yeah you know and it, but you can the beauty of it you can go in there and you can have a nice three course meal yes on yeah. your own yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or with your partner and choose your own things but uh-huh. the best thing is to just the small plates they're small and they're great for sharing but the other starters are you know, really good as well and okay. I, we just shared everything like we got one dessert because yeah. we were proper full yeah. so we have to have the chapsy tart yeah yeah nice yeah. I'll make sure I save room for Chelsea Tart. It yeah. sounds banging. Yeah, you'll love it. Shout out to all the guys at Fallow. They're putting on a show down there, it sounds like. Yeah, so I spoke to the, them about, because there's two head chefs that are owners. Oh, yeah. I spoke to Will, one of them, a while ago, actually, and uh-huh. I'd love to get them on, but they'd oh, want yeah. to do it together. So oh, that would be cool. We've be not great really done that both before, on. have we? Yeah, they're both up for it. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Let me just try and do it at theirs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to bring a pig set out? Record a podcast over a pig set? Perfect. I'm no, up for that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, okay, we've got loads. Of, people have been sending loads of questions in, so we've hand, cherry picked a couple for today's pod. Um, a few familiar names, which is great to see. We've got Night with a Chef blog who messaged saying, "Paul, who or what was your chef inspiration growing up?" And same for cyber producing. So, who is your? So, like, without doubt, well, the, getting into the industry at first. 1998 was when I went to college. Mm-hmm. Well, I had, I've had a few in stages actually. So when I was 13, it was Gary Rhodes. I did my hair like him and everything. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I was 13. My mum bought me Gary Rhodes. I don't It might be in here, I'm not sure. Yeah. It might be at the back. Rhodes around Britain. Uh-huh. And it was like, it seemed so complicated to me at 13. I cooked a couple of dishes from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to college at like 16, 98. And that was when Boiling Point. Have you watched that yet? No, still You need haven't. to get on YouTube, mate. Honestly, yeah, yeah. it's so good. The original it's just cool. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little Paul Ainsworth's in there as well. And a little yeah, Paul how old would he have been? Like um, late teens, wow. I assume. Yeah, because only a couple of years older than me, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Um, so then it was, it was like Gordon Ramsay because this was just like cult and Marco. Yeah. But then I think the ultimate over my whole career has always just been Thomas Keller. Mm-hmm. I just love his philosophies around food, his ways of working. And obviously I went out there to stage at French Laundry and that, it, everything about that place is just class and immaculate. Yeah. like everything and yeah, yeah. You know, his book is the best cookbook I've ever had the French Laundry book yeah, I've got all these others which are beautiful but mm-hmm. they're all the French Laundry book will just never be talked like to my eyes yeah and it's yeah. just just it just means a lot to me because I got it at like 16, 17 and I was like wow yeah and you know although it's not that long ago the internet wasn't like because the internet just started it just went mental didn't it yeah it wasn't really that big then so it the world felt a lot bigger. Yeah, didn't yeah, it? yeah, of course. Yeah. And like California yeah. to me, yeah, like another world. Napa Valley, mm-hmm. an hour up from San Fran, felt like like some mecca to yeah, me. Yeah. And then that's why going out there was so special. Yeah, because I, I couldn't just be like now get up their TikTok or their Instagram or, yeah, or their so website true. or anything and just yeah. know everything they do. It's great so there's point. a lot of mystery around it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we miss out. There's, there's less mystery in the world than ever, probably. There is. All, not just food, but in everything. The only reference point I had was that book. And yeah. then I'd go on the internet, there'd be an odd little image of something. And it'd be like, oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, yeah. there's no camera phones. Mate, yeah, that's such a good point. It's like with um, like bands and pop, you know, pop stars. Yeah. Years ago, it'd be like, oh my God. 
Oasis have done an interview in the paper. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's your only insight. Yeah. It's like, I, I do it's, hard, it's, almost days, hard to get, yeah. it's almost hard to get starstruck in the same way now. Because it's like, even kids go in and watching Ariana Grande. And it's like, oh my God, well, yeah, she had extra breakfast. Look, here's her in her pajamas. I was watching it on yeah. this morning. Which, you know, in some ways, because you see their vulnerabilities and things, is yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But I do miss that mystery of the world. Yeah. You know, I sound old now saying that. No, no, I, I, I completely get it. It's And it's, yeah, it's like with all, even with athletes and football, like, we're recording this just after I'm a big NBA fan and LeBron James became the biggest yeah. scorer in NBA history. And there's an iconic photo already going out of him about to shoot that shot that makes oh, him, right, sir. the whole crowd are all filming it. Yeah, it's that classic thing of, and now because it's like you can't even just lit it because you can't just, absorb the moment. No, because you're no. there waiting to capture it to put it on the ground. Yeah, and it's like that's the other side. It's like, and then when you look point. at it, it's like thousands of people will be putting it on the ground. Yeah, There's nothing yeah, exactly. unique about There's nothing, it. It's just like it's what it pisses moment. me off at gigs. Like people with their mm. phone, and they're filming all of it and they're watching it through the phone. Yeah, like oh, if I'm at a gig, I'll take a quick photo or do a little few second video just just as a little memory for me but exactly. put my phone away yeah and i just want to be in the room yeah absolutely like if i go to old trap hill saying to watch united i'll i'll get a picture of the you know they're warming up on the pitch or outside but when the game's on the last thing in my mind is to get my phone out and start well there's a penalty let's film it like yeah no, i'm not filming yeah. that. i am immersed yeah Although, i can watch it match a day later and record it yeah. just realize as long as they mean then people taking photos so downstairs people taking a photo of every course I know they're around to taste it, but yeah. getting their photos is that, is that bothering It's never bothered me, because I mean, I always do anyway, I always yeah. record it as a, a, more of a diary for me, just sure. remembering where I've been and reminiscing. Yeah, that's um, true, yeah. It's not like a lot of meals, I don't I don't even put on Instagram or yeah. TikTok or anything, it's just, just for me. So it'd be a bit two-faced if I criticised it, yeah. but I do it dead quick. Yeah. Some people, I'm not one of those twats who's like standing up, getting the light in the camera, yeah, yeah, like yeah. letting the food spoil. That would annoy me. <laughs> yeah. you know, they stood up on a chair to get the height <laughs> and get the trajectory. Yeah. No. Oh, cough, kick the chair under my thumb. <laughs> So true. Uh, okay, next one. We've got one from Tom. He says, what cut of beef do you enjoy that's not obvious? So your ribeyes, your sirloins, your fillets. What's your, outside of those, what's your... Yeah, I mean, I like a lot of our listeners and that chefs would know of them, but I mean, he said he loves a bavette. Yeah. He? Which is nice. Yeah. A bavette is nice. I Where is the bavette? So it's like, it's called the flank. We know it's the flank. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, bad name. Bavette sounds better, doesn't it? So it's like mm -hmm. the abdominal yeah. muscles. Mm -hmm. um, I would always choose over that. Um, I, 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 off my head, I don't think we have an English name for it, but Americans call it hanger steak, French call it anglette. Um, and that's like, you know, when a cow is like stood over, where it, if it had boobs, right. where the boobs would it's be, like and they, they kind of hang down. For years, it was known as an offal, but it's not, it's oh, not any right. kind of organ. Interesting. It's like two saggy bits. And you'll see it next time you yeah. see a cow, yeah. like it's, it's chest. It's got a big piece of sinew in the middle and then two long that is a muscle. pieces of steak. That it's is, a muscle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. It, it's quite fibrous. It's got long, thick strands of um, mm. like muscle through it and fibre. So you've got to, you have to trim it, have to cook it pink. If it's well done, it's, it's pointless eating. Oh, really? You've got to carve it the right direction as well. Oh, right. You know, like it's, it's important intricate. a lot of times, but sometimes, like, fill it in there, you can, it's fine, mm. which way you carve it generally but this year you have to carve it against the grain and nice and thin mm. it has to be cut pink we used to have it on a lot here in the early days because it's a cheaper cut yeah and right sure. it's beautiful yeah it's a bit of work yeah i used to do it on the taster menu like 
barbecue the fuck out of it, like real charred. Yeah, yeah. Um, rest it, and then like with these really plump, plumped clams in this like smoked um, paprika escabeche type oh, thing wow. with sea vegetables, lovely like black garlic. It's a lovely little dish. But uh, nice. yeah, anglet or hanger steak is without taking the obvious, take the obvious out of it. Yeah. I'd go for them. More That's a good one. Slightly obvious one, I suppose, is like um, a rump cap rather than a rump so if you ever go to a pub and i hate it when you see like a 16 ounce rump mm. it's gonna be shit wherever it is because really? to get it that big yeah or like most rump steaks they they cook through it and a rump it's made of i think it's either five or seven like five for me muscles but i think officially it might be seven individual muscles mm -hmm. so those muscle fibers are going all different directions yeah so if you just cut straight through it yeah They've all got different textures. Yeah, the fibers yeah. are going different ways. So some parts are tough, some parts are all right. And then you yeah. get the sinew in between it. Yeah, exactly. So if you seam bone it out, so you take the individual muscles, mm -hmm. you've got all different types. And the rump cap is the bit on the top. Right. So it's also known as um, uh, pecana. Right, okay. Um, Lovely. In, in South oh, I never America. knew that. Interesting. And it's if you cut it right, um, it, you know, it's comparable to a sirloin because it's got the thick fat on top. Mm -hmm. It makes a beautiful roast. It's what we used to use as a roast here when we used to do Sunday roast. It was always rump cap. Oh, lovely. Beautiful piece. That was what I did uh, when yeah. you came yeah. for dinner, rump Yeah, cap. I just realised that then. Yeah, yeah, nice. It's a great piece of meat. Beautiful. Again, you've got to carve it the right way Yeah. When you, when you if you're roasting it as a joint. I, that was one thing I didn't really know about until meeting you and talking to all the other chefs about carving it in different ways. I had no idea that, that was even a thing. Yeah. Like, it was obviously in the industry, it was really common, but outside of it, I don't think that's common knowledge at all about which way you cut. No, not as much. It's not as common as resting meat that mm. most people yeah. know now, yeah, is yeah. it? But yeah, you forget. And sometimes it's hard to tell. Yeah, sure. Especially for home cooks and that, but yeah, definitely. it does make a difference generally. Massive. Okay, nice. Next one from Ian. He says, have you ever refused to pay the bill in full due to the quality of food or service? I never have. No, ever. never. Interesting. Ever. I think there's a few reasons for that. Have you ever, like... Yes and no. Yeah. So there was there was one time where I was at a pub that I go to fairly regularly. Mm. So at least I was familiar with like the waiting staff. Yeah. No, I don't know who the chef is even, but, but it was love and, and it is a pub. It's nice. It's pubby. Mm. Um, and a main course came out once and I was straight away and it was some fish and it looked raw in the, and it was raw in the middle. Yeah but not in a good way. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah. And I, I sort of said, oh, and then she, the waiting stuff, they didn't even need, I barely had to open my mouth. They looked at me, oh, sorry. They mm. took it back. They came out and it was just, it was dog shit again. And they, and I called them over and again, before I even said anything, and they were just like, that's just not, is yeah. it? And I went, yeah, you know, it's not. And, and they just took it all away and didn't charge me for anything. Yeah. Like within and I said, that's, like, that's to not, I didn't you're to, not saying I'm I, not paying. Yeah, I didn't even have to do yeah. anything, but, it, and it was slightly surreal. And it turned out it was like a, their main chef was on holiday. Uh, they got some temp person. It was just so, that's all it was. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, you didn't, you know, it's completely I didn't different have to when you're saying I'm yeah. not paying. When there's, you know, here's the bill and I've gone, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 could I could never imagine you doing that or you, you're not a Karen at all. Um, no, I've, I've got no problem in sending food back, but I'm like ridiculously nice about it yeah. um, and polite, which sometimes doesn't help because yeah, if, they're, yeah. um, if they're a bit of a cunt, <laughs> then they'd sort of talk down to you. Yeah. And then I'm never going to be that guy who like, I know more than you. Oh, of course. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, I'm just in an average shit 
place yeah, and yeah. you're talking down to me like there's a place in Kenilworth when was it I had oh I remember it was the X oh no that was it was the same place but I went <laughs> I went I had pizza and I had Enduya on it and I had these slices of cheap salami on it and yeah. I was like okay whatever <laughs> and I paid a good amount of money and I love Enduya really. yeah, yeah. Um, but then so it just I, wasn't Enduya no, no. Oh, I, I never complained about that. Wow. I wouldn't. I'd just be like, okay, whatever. Like, that's, I don't want to be that, that guy. I, I would say you. That is a valid complaint, though. If you, I, I think it's so. an ingredient that's not there, and it's a cheap alternative. Yeah, it's a real cheap wanky salami yeah. type thing. Um, but then I picked up the pizza, and just loads of flour fell off the bottom. <laughs> and I took a bite, and it was just flour all in my beard, and it was just. I tapped it, and it was like it was fucking snowing, oh, like no. everywhere. And I was just like. Mouth was dry, like oh, <laughs> so. I, said, I just can't eat it, and I and I was doing some work in there, so I just pushed it to the other side of the table, and I carried on working. I was like, I'm just gonna see how long they leave yeah. it, and it'd been half an hour, no. like half an hour with that pizza there. And she came over, and she went, "Are you finished?" No way! <laughs> like, oh I my said, god, I didn't start. Yeah, did <laughs> I? Just one mouth. She said, "Oh, is there anything wrong with it?" And I just picked up a shook it, yeah, and flour, and there was a bit of a like, a, what's her? What's the problem first? And she said, "Oh, right." So I'll get you another one? I said, look, to be honest, I said, I didn't expect you to come and do a check back, but like, it's been sat there half an hour and you've walked past loads of other stuff out and yeah, yeah. you've not even noticed. I said, I'm, I'm done now. Mm-hmm. I ain't, I ain't, um, Fair. not even hungry anymore. Bothered. I don't want anything out. And I said, also, I said, look, it's just, I'm not moaning, but it's just worth mentioning that that's not Enduya. You've got some really cheap processed salami on there. Mm. And she went, Todd Chef, and she come back. Well, I say chef very loosely. <laughs> come back and she's like, oh, it is Enduya, that. I said, no, it's it's not. I yeah. said, Enduya's soft and it's like spreadable. She went, oh, no, but this is a sliceable one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to be like... But that's the problem, because now no, you, you're can't, wrong. you can't go, now I'm wrong and here's the reasons why this is what... You don't want to mention your job. Exactly. So you almost have to just go, all right. Yeah, I just like, no, I just said it's, there's no such thing. It doesn't exist. But and anyway, we'll leave it there. But yeah, I I would never. I'll, I'm very happy to send food back, but I'll do it politely, and it'd have to be bad. If it's like again, like the end of your thing, I'm like okay, whatever. But mm. you know, I wouldn't kick off about that. And I wouldn't have kick off anyway. I'll just do it politely, <laughs> and then if they start acting more of a dick, then yeah, yeah. I will be firm, but I'll still be polite, just a bit more direct. But yeah, there's some. I th- I've never I've ever. I've, Perhaps where I have slightly refused to pay a bit. Well, there's a new cafe wine bar in town. I won't name it. Oh, okay. Um, it's Pony. Um, I just went in there for <laughs> went in there for breakfast. The food wasn't bad. Um, the staff was shocking. Really? Dressed like tramps, dirty. <laughs> just... Oh god, it, it wound me up. It was political, like... politically correct term, tramps. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we just yeah, just talking about that. This is one thing that pisses me off. When you want to be all hipster and we don't have a uniform, fuck off. Mm. Like this is a restaurant that sits about hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know anyone from Adam here. Like, yeah. and there's people coming up to your table. Like, have a little bit of continuity. At least have an apron. Yes. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it helps or, the brand as well. Like, it's like part of the sort yeah. of overall feeling. Of and it like, makes customers aware who's who. And yeah. there was about. 12, 15 staff up, mm. all completely different. And like, or if you're not going to do that, at least have a standard of dress. Yeah. Like big baggy hoodie with jogging bottoms and dirty trainers is not fucking acceptable no, for no. anywhere. No. And they're coming in like, should you be taking my plate? Are you, 
You just just want a nibble. If you're coming off the street for a nibble, if so, you need it more than me. I think. Um, yeah, it just, it just this air of hipster arrogance. Oh. Like I just didn't like it. I got this feeling straight away, and I was like, oh god, I just don't like it. No. Um, but they give us these paper menus, right? And I ordered. I think it was like a full breakfast. Um, and I had cash on me, which is, isn't often. I'd carry cash. And so I went up to the bar and ordered. I had like exactly the right amount of cash and maybe another couple of quid in my pocket. I'd already counted it up for like beer, breakfast, mm. some, something for Maria and something else. Yeah. And then she charged me. It was like, it was an extra like five quid. I was like, oh, that's not right. I was like, unless my maths is wrong. And I worked to a lag and said, oh, no, 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 it's this. And I said, well, what, what have you charged me? And then yeah. the breakfast, she charged me an extra five quid for. I was like, how's that Why? work? I showed her on the menu and she went, oh no. Oh, there's an app. And she got this app up on her phone. It's, if you order by the app, it's this. I said, yeah, but I didn't. I ordered this with the mm. menu you gave yeah. me. Yeah. And she was like, oh, let me speak to the manager. What? This, I was is, like, so, okay. this is so bizarre. Because like, I'm not like, paying that extra. Yeah. She went to speak to the manager. Because it is part of a small change. Like, oh, we can't reduce the prices. I said, well, I'm not paying that extra five quid. Because... And she said, yeah, um, there are some menus that have got mixed up that aren't right. I said, well, that's on you then. And yeah. I said, could nobody oh be bothered Christ. to yeah. just get rid of them? Yeah. You know, I said, I'm only paying this. And this is a, this she had to go been, back to her again. This is fairly newly open. Yeah. It's only been open a few weeks. At Jesus. Time. Mistakes like that happen, but yeah. it's not my fault. You've, you've got, got to honour it. deal with it. Yeah. Or you, you've got to be like, right, one person, just go through those menus. Yeah. Or each time you take one, just check. Yeah. Because the prices were different and from one of the other properties, apparently. Right. Uh, for a slightly <laughs> different dish. Something, I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, so the manager come back, it's like, yeah, we can't knock any money off it for you. I said, well, here's the money. That's what I'm yeah, paying. So yeah. in the end, so I'll, we'll give you the drinks free because that's near enough the same amount. So that's fine. Then. Fine, yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't me kicking off saying I'm not paying. No, I was like, it's, it's exhausting though, I was though, like, isn't here's it? the menu yeah. that you've had printed and you're new. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, it's Billy Basics. Yeah. Bloody exhausting. They were like, all the fucking blue. Because in a weird way, you, you end up feeling like you're the troublemaker. Yeah. And it's like, hang on, no, 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 no. This is all on you. I'm being so placid and polite right yeah. now. Yeah. I could myself be. sick. I could <laughs> I can, imagine how I could be right now. Yeah. Like, I'm being so normal. Yeah, you look, I'm nice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not the type of people I get in my throat. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Honestly, I can't wait to find out where that actually is, though. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, uh, I had to tell you the story as well. So Tom, who gave us one of the questions about the beef, he also messaged me uh, on Instagram and he told this great story and I asked him whether I could tell it on the podcast and he oh, said yeah. I could, which was great. And I, <laughs> I was like, fair play to you for doing this. He initially messaged because he was clarifying the brisket tacos that I was talking about last week. And oh, quite yeah. a few people messaged being like, oh, mate, yeah, I know what you're on about. It's this with the dripping. Yeah, People yeah. love that, um, nice. which is great. Yeah, so everyone go and try those. Um, and I was like, cheers, thanks for that. And he goes, also, got a great story for you. As he messaged this, he goes, I'm currently at Yinsha. Oh, yeah. Amazing. He goes, paid, uh, paid an absolute fortune, but it was worth absolutely every penny because it was mind-blowing. But me and the missus were sat next to her ex on the table next to us. We live three hours from home and they only do 10 tables a night. What yeah. are the chances in this most remote restaurant in the country oh, of her ex being on the table? Not just in the same room, the next table. Next table. I was like, oh my God, that is hilarious, but... 
did that ruin your night? Like, how was it? And he was like, no, 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 it was really funny. And the staff were all laughing with us. <laughs> so it became like a thing. And he said, make it to before. No, like- <laughs> yeah. Do you want to join? No, no, all right. Uh, and then he goes, to be fair, it was that good there that I could have been sat with every ex from the pair of us, plus Hitler and Boris Johnson. Uh, and I'd have still been blown away, which was fucking incredible. Uh, so I, I wanted to give him a shout out. Um, on Instagram, he is Tom... The smoked faced gorilla. Oh as yes, in gorilla. Yeah, I think he's messaged you before. Messages from him. Yeah. Yeah, he's um he does pop ups and stuff, and he's like an expert in cooking over flames. Oh nice. He's won some awards and competitions and stuff. I was checking him out, and uh, yeah, go search him on Instagram. He does loads of pop up things. Oh, shut up. That's mad. It's fucking that? incredible. It, it makes me think of Friends, where Chandler's about to propose and Richard turns up in yeah. the restaurant. He exactly. makes it a four. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, God. It's just mortifying. Because, and again, even if you're on good terms with your ex, it's just like, oh. You've it's... gone away three hours for this experience <laughs> and you're here. Fucking like, <laughs> it's just gone over you. <laughs> and in a sitcom, you go, well, that wouldn't happen. But it does. Exactly. Like, it actually yeah. does. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Oh, we got some cowboy stories. This is good. Uh, Luke message saying, um, all right, boys, chef I know had ran out of tinned peaches, so opened some, uh, opened a solid pack of apples, soaked them in peach snaps, and tried to blag that they were how tinned peaches were made. I can't even get my head around that. That's not even, <laughs> it's not even close to a hack. It's just a lie. No. And who's tasting just, it going, well, that's a peach? Yeah. There's obviously a taste of apple. I'm getting away with it. Just... I mean, surely you could just run down the supermarket and got some tin peaches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just the cheapest thing in a corner shop would have yeah, that, probably. Yeah, than expensive peach snaps and the Pe- time to piss about. Peach snaps wouldn't mask the flavour of the apple, would it? In any, until you've For me, into no. It. And then it'd be uh, oh, just cr- much more, I don't know, much nah. different texture, maybe? I don't know. That, I don't know. That That's is, just another level of blagging I've never experienced. That is so bad. I mean, to be honest, I've never used fucking tins apples, so like, no, I've never been in that position. Oh, that's quite a good question. Is tin, like for any home cooked, any tinned fruit good for things? Um, I mean, tin like, I, I have the odd tinned peaches and that for the kids at home. Yeah, it's just it's just the, the ones in juice, not the sugar yes. syrup. It, you know, just that with a bit of cream or ice cream for them. They love it. Yeah, um, fine. Because it's so hard to get a right peach in this country. Of course. But other stuff, no. I've never been a fan of tin pineapple. It's just weird flavour and texture. Like, it's just not, like, fresh, Yeah, it's is not it? the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just, I'm not a fan. Fair. It's very, very, very rare I use any tinned fruit at home, apart from those peach nectarine, apricot. Yeah. Nice. No fruit cocktails, then? No, <laughs> only fresh <laughs> Classic fruit ones. Yeah. Um, Luke, by the way, who messaged that cowboy story in, he is in, so he's at Salt. So, well, while this oh, is going out tonight, Thursday. Me. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, Thursday, yeah, Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to him. Also, another shout out, Andy. He bumped into my father-in-law somewhere. He um, works at the milk shed down in Bisterway. Oh, okay. He's coming up on Saturday as well. He wanted to shout out. Oh, right. So Saturday, we're getting loads of. That's a good. You know, if you're coming to Salt, yeah, message us because we'll shout you out on here yeah. if you're actually coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's in on Saturday. Andy and his girlfriend. Um, cool. I think that's pretty. Oh, gee, there's so many. Thanks so much for your reviews as well. We need we need more of them though. They really help us. So, on Apple Podcasts, just scroll down to the bottom on your podcast app. Click five stars if you think it's worth five stars. If you don't think it's worth five stars, don't bother. Yeah. Like, I don't, four it's stars. Four. Yeah, five and a half. It's yeah, free. It's like, free. It should be five or nothing. Yeah. I don't. I don't um, get. I, I see it now. Like on somewhere, people give it one. Yeah. Like, I've. I listen to loads of podcasts and some are like, no, oh, it's not for me. I'll just 
like move on yeah I wouldn't think god that free thing was terrible exactly have one star yeah it's mental absolutely like, ridiculous you get it more with a restaurant because you're actually parting with some money but yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. true so give us a five star review please and leave us a review they help yes. us chart they help us like promote it which is great um yeah, much else going on this week. Anything new on the menu? Like, was there any more good produce coming out yet? Or is it still um, just rhubarb? Produce-wise, there's still not much coming up. I've just booked myself a little trip to Rome Oh, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just spontaneous little... Uh, is it yeah, for, for the like book? a day and a half. Yeah, it's purely for the book. I'll be doing no touristy stuff. I've mm. been to Rome years ago and done all, like, Colosseum and stuff, which is yeah. mega. Yeah. But it's... Um, there's just some, like... I don't know. Perhaps it's more the jolly part that is driving me there. <laughs> but there is some bits I just I just want to see, um, especially around some of the Roma pasta dishes because they've got like the four famous ones. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it's been on my mind for ages. And I watched the Stanley Tucci Rome episode again the other day. I was like, I've got to go. And I've put one of the restaurants he goes to. I've put one of them. Oh yes, mate. Um, and there's another guy I found, Luciano Monticello. Mm-hmm. I may have pronounced that incorrectly. He's known as the king of carbonara, and he's got he does it classically in a sense, but there's a little technique he does differently throughout it. Okay. And I just really want to try his. I nearly booked just to go there and like just just do it because I've been doing a lot of work on on that and just uh-huh. nailing a sort of a a method and technique. But he, rather than sort of just um, folding the cream and the cheese, he uses the fat which emulsify anyway that comes out of the guanciale. He uses that whips that with like the egg and kind of like hollandaise process Ooh. and then f- and over a water bath so kind of cooking out and getting it much more luxurious and creamy oh, wow. and then folds the spaghetti through and it looks fucking incredible. sounds incredible just that little tweak of technique ingredients the same yeah technique tweak so i'm gonna i've booked him for his on i think friday night oh, oh so, so we can talk about this next week um, is that right? Or is no, it no, no, it's next week. I guess. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, That's so right. Friday night there, Saturday lunch somewhere else, and then Saturday night nothing yet, and then Sunday I'll come back. It's mm. just that, and I'm just going to go oh, and hit loads so of like, food places, take loads of photos for the book, and just more research for the book, really. Amazing. And it was like next week was the the only time I could do it. I've got yeah. loads on with salt and other things up till the next few months and then it would have come into april and then grass fed would be kicking in yeah and then if i put it back then june the so book's done was, i've missed it yeah so this is the only window pretty much perfect yeah i'm so jealous yeah that's amazing yeah incredible well on that note we will leave you all to it thanks so much for listening wherever you are however you're listening we really appreciate it leave us a review and we will see you next week yeah see you later